Alright guys, so I'm finally back after a little bit of time. I was very busy with all of your messages and making sure that you were turning stuff in on time and whew, it's a lot of work. I imagine you are overwhelmed as well, so um, I apologize for that and hopefully it'll get a little bit easier as we go through things. Alright, so we are on chapter 6 right now. And I'm going to go ahead and get started. Matt jumped onto the runners of Tubbs' sled for a quick demonstration. He figured Tubbs would learn by running a team behind Matt and just watching what he did. Matt yelled over the noise of the dogs. Hang on to the handlebar like this. He gripped the wood with both hands. Here's your break. He stepped onto the hinged metal bar at the base of the sled. It pivoted down to the metal teeth dug into the snow. Matt lifted his foot and the brake sprung back. Or you can use this. He stepped onto a rectangular section of rubber tire hanging between the runners of the sled. It's called a drag. Once you slow the dogs down, you use the snow hook. He lifted a heavy metal snow hook out of his plastic cradle by the handle and showed Tubbs the two sharp points. It's your parking brake. You stomp it in the snow like this, Matt demonstrated. The more dogs, the more the dogs pull, Matt continued, eager to get going, the more the hook digs into the snow. It keeps the team stopped, but not for long. You have to watch they don't pop it out. Matt pulled the hook and replaced it. Or, sometimes none of these work when the dogs really want to go, he grinned. You can also try yelling, whoa, but they won't listen. Got it? Tubbs' eyes darted from the barking dogs to Matt, back to the dogs, then to the snow hook. Okay. Matt rushed to his sled and then turned around. And whatever you do, he yelled to be heard over the dogs. Frantic cries. Don't let go. That's the number one rule. Matt's skin prickled with nervous energy. He always got butterflies before a run, but today was worse because Tubbs was there. He hoped the trail was hard and the dogs run fast, ran fast. He wanted to show Tubbs he was good at this. Matt waited for Lily to jump onto his sled, and then he yanked the snub line attaching them to the hookup tree. The dogs stopped barking immediately, turning their attention to pulling. The sled hurtled forward like a cannonball. Matt glanced over his shoulder to make sure Tubbs followed. But Tubbs was still staring at the dogs and his team who were going completely wild with the need to chase. Pull the line, Matt yelled at him. He held up the snub line on his own sled to remind Tubbs what to do. Tubbs hesitantly reached down and pulled. The dogs shot ahead and Tubbs barely grabbed the handlebar in time before he was thrown backwards. He didn't let go, but he was off balance. Matt had most of his weight on the brake. Even so, with all their pent-up energy, his team wouldn't stop. They just started. As Matt watched, Tubbed began tipping side. Tubbs began tipping sideways. He grabbed frantically at the handlebar, but missed and clutched the snow hook instead. When the sled hit a bump, Tubbs dropped the hook and his arms windmilled. Matt gasped as he watched the disaster unfold. He stiffened in panic when Tubbs performed a spectacular dive off the sled. What's he doing messing around? Matt couldn't even help him from where he was. Too late. 
he realized they should have shared a sled. A spray of snow off the back of Tubbs' sled showed Matt that Tubbs was still connected to it. The loose snow hook had caught the rolled-up cuff of his left leg. Fester and Tonka had their mouths open wide with deranged glee as they charged toward Matt. All he could see was the bottom of Tubbs' boot as he was dragged by his leg. Matt heard muffled yelling. Tubbs was reaching for the hook, but all that did was spray a bigger arc of snow. Tubbs' team sprinted about 30 feet behind Matt's team, completely focused on catching up to Matt. Matt had to concentrate on his own sled for a moment as they whipped around a corner. When he turned back to watch the team behind him, he saw them reach the same corner. Tubbs rolled to the side of the trail as if he were water skiing behind a jet boat and had been flung out of the wake. Matt had to do something. Even though his team was still moving, he grabbed his hook and sunk it into the snow. As the dogs ran, the hook carved two ruts in the trail before it snagged onto something, stopping them dead. Stand on the hook, Matt yelled at Lily. He didn't have a second to lose. She climbed out nimbly while Matt prepared to catch the runaway team by charging up behind them. Whoa! He grabbed the handlebar of the sled as it slipped by and jumped on the brake. The team slowed to a rolling stop. Matt glanced down at Tubbs and cringed. You okay? Tubbs lay on the trail and groaned. Matt reached down to pull the hook from Tubbs's cuff, but it didn't come loose. In Matt's hurry to free it quickly, the hook caught and twisted in the ripped fabric of the coveralls. Without the snow hook to stop them, Fester and Tonga decided they had had, they'd had enough of a rest. They took off again. Tubbs dragged beside the sled by his leg, while Matt, still holding onto the handlebar, pounded the brake to slow them down. Lily was still with Matt's team standing on their snow hook. She yelled at them not to leave her alone. Matt could hear his dogs going berserk as they faded behind. Let go of the hook, Matt screamed. What? Tubbs screamed back. Take it, take it, take the hook. Matt was kneeling on the runners trying to jerk the hook loose when the dogs whipped around the next bend in the trail. He wasn't prepared for the sharp curve and went flying off the sled. He landed on Tubbs. This was completely not how Matt had pictured their first run. Cold, Tubbs screamed into Matt's ear since Matt was riding right on top of him. Matt took a moment to notice that Tubbs made a good sled. Tubbs was somehow missing one boot. His white sock stuck out like a beacon pointing the way. Lying face down on Tubbs, Matt reached across Tubbs' leg and grabbed the snow hook. He leaned all his weight onto it as he planted it into the trail like he had done with his own team, even with Tubbs' cuff still attached. The hook sank into the snow and the team jerked to a stop. Both boys lay there panting. Tubbs had snow packed up his pant legs, filling the coverall coveralls with lumps. Am I dead? Did we die? Tubbs asked. Maybe. The snow squeaked underneath Matt as he rolled off. Tubbs sat up. His face was blotchy red. His nose was running, and his hat was gone. The braided string on his mitts had twisted into a knot, pinning them around his neck. Snow was kicked deeply into his dark hair, making it stick up like a snowy crown. You passed the first test, Matt said. You didn't let go. 
They looked at each other. A slow grin spread across Tubbs' face. You were right about one thing. Tubbs wiggled his sock as if he had just noticed he was missing a boot. I didn't have to run. Assignment report number two. Since it costs 22 cents to make each cup, Dustin said, we'll be making 28 cents of profit with each sale. Who knew a cocoa stand could do so well? Dustin scribbled out his math on the board. Expenses. Hot chocolate mix is $13.50. Insulated cups, 100 of them, cost $6.50. Mini marshmallows, $2. Total, $22. Cost of each cup of hot chocolate, $22 divided by 100 cups equals 22 cents per cup. Destin walked proudly to his seat and as Mr. Moffat clapped. That's what I'm looking for, people. Before we know how much to charge, we need to know how much it costs to make each unit. Right, Destin? Mr. Moffat added to Destin's numbers on the board, his hands moving enthusiastically as if he were a mad composer leading an orchestra. Expenses divided by units equals cost per unit. Expenses divided by the number of units equals cost, he said, finishing with a flourish. His, he faced the class with excitement in his eyes. Matt had started feeling, Matt had started today feeling more confident about his update. He finally had something to report. But now he wished he'd gone first. After listening to Destin's weather forecasts and market survey on the location of a stand, Matt wanted to flee down the hall exit the school, and go hang with Fu. Tammy had more charts today, this time comparing flavor experiments for her lip gloss, and she even brought in samples of shimmery goop in all different colors. Where are the numbers, Miss Fuller? Mr. Moffat asked. We need to see the rest of the assignment, and that's the cost per unit. Tammy kept her smile. That's next week after we start sales, Mr. Moffat. Next week. Hmm. Very well, but I'm looking for at least five weeks of tracking expenses. Depending on when you actually get started with your sales, by the end of this assignment, Matthew, how has your week gone? Matt forced himself to the front of the room. Loudly, now, Mr. Moffat nodded encouragingly. I got a client, Matt said. You got one client? Tammy asked with a smirk. Jen Hunt giggled beside her. Mr. Misko, the teacher began, for this assignment, you need at least three clients to be a viable business. Did you follow up with your market research and find ways to advertise to customers? Do you need assistance? No, Matt said. I'm getting more clients. I know I need more, but I have one and we've started the lessons. Mr. Moffat pushed up his glasses and gave Matt a meaningful look. Do you have numbers? I'm still working on that, Matt glanced over at Tammy. Next week. Okay, looking forward to it, Mr. Moffat said. Chloe, please tell us how your week went with your jewelry making business. Matt slumped into his chair. He hoped Tubbs was going to hold up his end of the bargain. Whew, this chapter was pretty good. We finally have his first um, ride with Tubbs, and Tubbs was not too good at it. Hmm. 
let me know what you guys think in the comments and tell me what uh, you think is going to happen and what do you think about this chapter? Did you, I think it was a little bit confusing, some of those terms, like with the uh, stopping of the sled. Maybe I'll see if I can find a video that I can attach so you guys can kind of see what they're talking about because I found it to be a little confusing trying to keep up with um, the running of the dogs and everything. But basically to me, it didn't sound like he did a very good job. It sounded like he was just getting dragged behind and um, he couldn't really figure out how to stop, I guess. All right. Hope you enjoyed that chapter. Talk to you later.